podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me is Andrew Christie. Alright. Craig Devine. Hello. Sam Smith. Alrighty. And uh, I've had an update that uh, Mark and Ross are actually at ladies night at the Devonish uh, out in and so I'm sure I can't, can't wait to see the pictures of that come through later. Or videos. Or videos, you know, I mean... They're a couple of guys that I know could take a handful, so I'm sure, I'm sure they're enjoying it. See, just for anybody who doesn't actually know what that's in reference to, please type up. Uh, oh, in fact, do you know what? Just DM me and I'll WhatsApp you. Uh, DM me on Twitter and I'll WhatsApp you the full thing because it's fucking some of the best stuff you'll ever watch in your life. <laughs> Was I mean, it Mark I'm... said earlier in the chat that there's actually a player at Glen Torren who's... Missy's is involved on the on the on we'll, stage. We'll part. say we'll say apparently on this part because we don't we don't know how legit that, that is. <laughs> I, I, I because now is the time we want to watch out for libel. Never mind the past <laughs> four years. Aye, who plays for Glen Torren that we might know? Uh, who just... plays for Glen Torren that's got a very very happy message. <laughs> well, the manager's Warren Feeney, so. Uh, Morning, Feeney could be, could be at it. Uh, Can't, uh, Kyle McCausland not play for them. No, he's a, uh, he's a Queen of the South. He played against us a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Niall McGinn. Let's say Niall McGinn species. Right. Uh, and uh, exclusive to the podcast. And that is the views of Sam Smith. And <laughs> Sam Smith alone <laughs> cannot hold misery hunters to whatever. Anyway. <laughs> We played Livingston. Um, it wasn't very good. We couldn't really score. We had numerous chances. We lost one nil. We missed a penalty. And that's the game talked about, and we don't need to talk about it ever again. Uh, Fuck Alex Ray. Fair. Goodbye. Aye. <laughs> good point. Such a tin pot setup, by the way, mm-hmm. at Livingston. Uh, obviously, I think for for anyone that wasn't able to make it, uh, with a scene St. Mirren's tweet. That we we that we couldn't provide commentary. Um, happy. I'm actually I'm uh, I'm happy to go and slag Levy a wee bit for for the setup for that it was to do with. I can't remember the name of the the wire. That's the kind of least interesting part. Basically, we have a we have a wee box that we connect our headsets into, and that has a wire that then connects into the into the live feed. And for whatever reason, Livingston only had one working wire, and the other one was. I mean. Uh, I think the sound was fairly ropey that was coming through it. And I think even for, I don't, I, if you guys watched it on the stream, I actually think the stadium sound was pretty off as well. Uh, I've seen a few people kind of tweeting and mentioning on the mentioning on forums that even on Submarine TV, like the the sound coming from the stand was a wee bit weird. But we tried. Mm-hmm. It was definitely an issue with, with the cable that Livingston had provided. And uh, I don't think that's not the first time that it's been fairly... Shite through there, to be honest. Like is that, uh, you, you've done Levy before, haven't you? I done I done uh, Levy at the start of the season uh, when 
McManus scored the equaliser in the last minute. And uh, I think we were maybe like 20 or 30 seconds behind the stream at one point, purely because of the, the way we were kind of getting into the feed. It's a, a bizarre, bizarre setup, to be honest. It's proper, proper amateurish. Like I played at junior teams this year, it'll get a better setup with a camera and commentary teams than, than what Livingston have. And uh, they're a club that I don't really hold any ill will towards, but I really hope they get relegated after that, to be honest. Uh, that was that was a shambles. The game was the game was not great in the eye. So one was really good and didn't win because we didn't score. Levy were rotten and managed to score through that big hunk up front. So talking about the game, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head there by saying we weren't we weren't terrible. Like we played. I thought we were really really good. Other than a. That's the, yeah. that's got to be a misery hunters first. Someone's went in deep in a point and actually muted herself when they yep. were about to speak. Oh, and his face that, Yeah, sorry, I, I, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> it's this new flat, I think it's haunted. It's <laughs> a new really build? Am. No, but it's built on... Uh, an ancient uh, Indian burial ground? No, I used to be a, an abattoir. Oh. Wow. And I'm also across from a, an abandoned hospital, so... Me. So my wife's away getting like the sage to kind of burn the... <laughs> But no, the point I was making, uh, yeah, we didn't play terribly. It's just one of these ones that you just have to chalk up to just a shit day at the office. Like, we create, not to kind of go in, I know people have varying opinions on stats, but like, it's one of these days where expected goals kind of, I feel like that's quite a useful stat because we were... We were creating the chances, we were getting in the right positions, we were playing the right football, it just, we weren't finishing it. So, you know, like, tact, wholesale tactical change isn't needed. Uh, not in, not really any personnel change needed, I don't think. I know some people will kind of argue that Manjohn maybe shouldn't feature, but I think that's would be incredibly harsh on him. I just think, I just have to chalk it up to a very, very shite day and put it behind you. Oh, Obviously, man, getting that stinking oh, man. I, I mean, like, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not, de- I'm trying to defend him, but he did have a couple of sitters and he was great, great, but but that's the thing. It's like there's so many players in our team that will not have like a good game that will just get a pass. But then Mandron had like what three or four good games in a row, and now he's had a bad game that he's back to being useless, and he sh- we should get rid of him. Mandron, who heavily influenced three 0 win, uh, a three 0 yes. win at uh, Petardry, a three 0 win at Easter Road, and was not, massive not only, in the game against Dundee. Not only has he had like a few good weeks, like the team has been better for him being there. And the manager said so, it as well. I won one bad game. It'd be stupid to try to be better with the bathwater. It's. A, He'll, he'll know himself. He'll, if anything, will make him hungry to come back and see the, see the, thing, with the, see the thing with the penalty is it's, it's just the fine margins of, of taking a penalty. See if the goalkeeper goes the completely other way. Everyone's going on about how good a penalty is and how, like, oh, it's so cool and you know, cool, calm and collected. But uh, everyone's going on about how good a penalty is. But listen, shit happens. Like, I keep seeing people go, oh, it's a poorly hit penalty. See if he goes the other side, nobody's going on about how poorly hit a penalty it is. It's because he's sent the keeper the other way. Fair play to George. George has probably done his homework. I'm guessing when he's went back and looked at 
the ball that every single keeper in the league has. They, they know where guys hit their penalties and like it's not the end of the world. Like I, I see that guy. I mean, we're going to go back out to doing what we do best and calling people out by name soon. But uh, I think the guy, I can't put up saying, oh, that's, that's several points we've dropped this season. Like, it was like we could have been challenging for third. And I'm like, well, not, isn't it? Because if we scored that penalty on Saturday, we would have got a draw. And if we had to scored the other penalty that I'm guessing he's talking about was the one O'Hara missed against Motherwell, that we would have won that game. So that's four points. And then the other one that O'Hara, the only other penalty we missed this season was O'Hara's up at Pataudry and I gave me one three 0 So what we're doing are we getting a bonus three points for winning that? We've we've still been nowhere fucking near Hearts with yeah. an extra four points. So I saw someone online complaining that uh, apparently like Mandron had snatched it off of um Lewis Jameson. Lewis Jameson by the way. Han- Lewis Jameson handed him the ball. So we listened, we were in a, we were in after the game and uh, obviously doing what we do usually go and listen to press conferences and O'Carroll came in and someone said that someone said one of the reporters was like oh Jameson obviously had the ball in his hand and Mandron goes up and takes it and he was like yeah like we spoke to Lewis and he was like he was just doing something that like football like he says it's just a part of modern football now like he says like I don't know he says I don't he says I wouldn't do it I would just go up and take the ball if I was hitting a penalty but he says it's all we do with kind of making George think that Jameson's going to hit it and giving him less time to think about Mandron hitting it. But see if someone that I said to you, by the way, we've got a penalty. Your usual two penalty takers aren't on the pitch. Your top goal scorer's going to hit it. A guy who's a fairly good striker of the ball, no one's complaining. Uh, I mean, one of the shite takes is about who's hitting a penalty, but or who they wanted to hit the penalty, yeah. sorry, but aye. We'll, we'll get to that. See if, see if it was na Mandarin that was getting the stick. It was for about 40 minutes prior to that, it was James Scott getting the stick for a chance that he missed. It turned out to be an offside, aye, an offside flag offside, anyway. So, aye, people got his over already. They're saying it's absolutely fucking useless. You're like, what? Three appearances and that's I'm fucking done. The three appearances, by the way, and what that guy was, that guy's what just go over. Two years worth of injury issue that he had that he's finally got to the bottom of. He had a fucking horrible time at Exeter. And the whole thing when he signed was his previous manager, our manager, saying, get behind him. Like he has, he's a really good player when he gets going. And what are we doing after three games? Folk are already right getting off. off their fucking head. By the way, I actually thought the last few, last two or three times I've seen James Scott looks like a really, really, mm-hmm. really handy, capable footballer. Like really, really nice touch. Like does a lot of. And I think that's where people are just getting really confused. He's not a striker. He's never he's never been a striker. He's a guy who plays off a striker. He's going to create, and I actually think he's done a really good job of that since he came in. But just fucking just lay off him, man. It doesn't benefit anyone if you're screaming and shouting at a guy for for ninety minutes or however long he's on the park for. We do have a very angry fan base, which we're going to get to. But that kind of started. This is one that's not in our shit take folder, but I actually just remembered about it there because when you mentioned about the comms not working, and like we said, we're going to go back to the best and just start naming folk. Davold, who seems to be so fucking angry. I've seen him tweet about the commentary before, but after like the announcement that there was not going to be any Burn comms, he replied, "What? 
can I get a refund? Followed by two minutes later. So how come Livy it's working on Livy TV? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Disgrace. Every week you have technical problems. Aye, so is this a guy that complains every week about a yeah. technical issue and nobody knows what he's talking about? Right, there's been two, I think, this season. What was the other one? The one I when can't... um Mark and the cup game Gordon had to do it from a phone. Oh my dad. Two games out of what twenty six or something mm-hmm. so far this season. Aye. Wow, fucking such an angry man. Like, like I think I screenshotted that and sent it in the chat asking, Do you think everything's okay at home? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, do we then talk about the afters of the game? Yeah, aye, I, I'll talk it from our perspective, which was fucking <laughs> hilarious, man. So, we were like, me and Mark are like, kind of. Packing up. I don't know why. Commentary was on, so I don't know why we took until the 90th minute to pack up the briefcase and all that. But uh, we were packing the stuff up and we kind of looked up. And I turned around and I said to Mark, I was like, I think Robinson's in the stand. Mark like, looks up and then the fucking best reaction of all, James turns around and looks up. And <laughs> it was like just this look of like, fuck, like what's going on here, man? And no one knew it was happening. I mean, then like two minutes later, um, we were. We had to like, pack the stuff up. James is away down the front, kind of going down and talking to doing doing what he does. And uh, we were like coming out. And we were talking to Derek Ferguson, who again, like I said before to you guys, like when I done the open goal thing, really, really good guy, proper, proper gent. And uh, at the time, I thought someone had ran down the tunnel because I seen all the stewards running out. It turns out it was just our fans stealing stuff for a pensioner, and. Uh, there was like people running down the tunnel and I've just, I, I thought I seen someone run down the tunnel that wasn't naturally just assumed it was a guy who's been on the pitch a few times. It's a month part tackle toddlers and stuff. And like, I just thought like, fuck, someone's trying to like chase in the dressing room. And for whatever reason, me and Mark then just started explaining this story to Derek Ferguson, who then seconds later goes on fucking sports sound. <laughs> But open all mics and starts telling them that somebody, somebody's ran down the tunnel. And I, I, I need to actually go back. I'm going to need to listen to him on Open Goal that came out earlier because I fucking hope he's mentioned it. I really, really hope it is. Check you and just name dropping your, your celebrity pals. Hey, listen, nice. he, Mark and David Martindale in it. He, yeah. he did. He did, he did hey, listen, he remembered me. I didn't make up to him. So. Uh, although me and Mark did say uh, about we were standing in the tunnel, uh, me and Mark were talking to Lewis and James in the tunnel, and like David Martindale was like kind of coming in and out, walking about. Me and Mark said like he's fucking terrifying, man. Like that's a no, scary he guy. Definitely is. Like that's a fuck. It, that's a guy who has definitely, definitely been the last face that people have seen. And you can tell that that has um, previous life. Shall we say you can tell that he was suited to that. <laughs> It's his watch for me that makes it so much funnier. Yeah, David Martindale must weigh like what ninety kilos, soaking wet. His watch is about two hundred kilos. It is the biggest gold watch you'll ever see in your life. He, he, he's just... a he's he's close up. I was about to say he likes his gear, but that could be construed differently. He wears <laughs> he wears good clothes. Like he's always got the best. Uh, <laughs> oh, the best of trainers, the trainers as well. Right? The trainers on Saturday. And a wee like light check tartan trouser. He actually almost like the tartan. He's obviously looked at Keith Lasley and thought, "I need to try and rock that tartan." But he's no, uh, he's no Mister Lasley. That's for sure. So should we then just get into the shit takes now? Please. 
Aye, cool. the only reason I'm here, let's be honest. <laughs> That's a big folder of data, Craig. As I as I'm, uh, it's even bigger by the amount of fucking videos of choppers you've sent over the past couple of days. <laughs> I navigate through them. Should we start with that one? Because I think we need the context for that. I mean, what is the context? Oh, that's so we uh, we should bring up the context for this then. So this is obviously <laughs> while Sam's crying in tears. Um, uh, oh, so this is the context of the picture of the guy in the crowd that apparently shouted to Robinson. Is that correct? Yes, Sam's Yeah. So, um, I the guy. Robinson shouted at the guy and it's a picture of it and Scott Stafford said I own oh god this is quite difficult I only I don't go to as many away games as I used to but I genuinely don't recognise him and Big Yards replied uh, instead you just sit here on here slagging the team off meathead so I mean I don't think that's a shit take I think it's quite a good take. <laughs> it's a very underused insult meathead it's meathead meathead uh, by yeah. the shout out to whoever Big Yards is by the way because you've fucking made my you've you've honestly made my last month on Twitter <laughs> uh, case in point I'll go back to the one that I put in the group chat this obviously isn't a shite take this is just arguably the funniest thing I've ever read in my life <laughs> So uh, the original tweet is, Ross County can confirm Don Kelly has been appointed as interim manager. Ross County fan replies, how long for end of season or until new manager? Big Yards replies back, until you get better looking. Unfortunately, that doesn't look like happening anytime soon. Going to be some slog. Next one, I'm scared to go the wrong way and pull up the wrong thing here because it's just going to start playing a video that we don't want to play over a podcast right. I think I'll go right yeah, I think that was a one. so I'll let someone right. else come in and read some of these I'll do mark. I'll do this one uh, Mark had obviously put up a kind of summary about uh, about the game about Mandron getting a lot of stick which then the reply back from Alan McLean which is, if he's our number one striker, then I'm glad we have the points we have in the bag. He is useless. Mark replies, I'll say it again then. Do those performances in the last fortnight where you scored, are those goals nearer the start of the season not count? Is it just the ones that suit your opinion that you've settled on? Utter bollocks. Good reply for Mark, by the way. Really mm-hmm. strong. Uh, Alan McLean, I've watched him all season, and as my opinion is equally as valid as yours, I'm entitled to it. I think he's useless and not the pen. The second chance shows it. He's out of our club. Why? Because he's a top goal scorer, Alan. Well, that's, that's the why. thing that he says, I'm glad we have the points we have in the bag. Because if we had Mandron's a big reason why we have those in the bag. <laughs> yep. See, see another thing. I think Alan McLean then goes full circle and like brings up a point that against his own argument later on. I don't think it's screenshotted, but like um where he basically then replies to, I think Mark might have said something, and he replies again saying, there's a reason why Mandron's at our club. It's not because he's going out and scoring lots of goals because we can't afford a 15 to 20 goal striker. And you're like, yes, that's the fucking that's the point. point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's the whole point. That is, I mean, that look, is at, look at teams around us. Hibs spent, what, the bones of a million on that Dylan Venn. Dylan Venn was more than yeah. that, I think. Or was it not? I think that it was seven eight hundred k but he's he's not exactly set the header like Dundee. I'm not sure they've got MD. 
can't even mind who their top scorer is actually off top uh, Top goal scorer is Luke McKibben, I think. Is it? I thought maybe Bakayoko was up, up there as well. He's a fucking huddy as well, though. And, like... uh, I look at the money Kelly has spent on Van Veen as well. Like, you, people at our level, you don't get these strikers that people think are just out there without spending ridiculous or, money. We just don't have it. And Or you get Frank... lucky and you get Theo Bear having a freak season. <laughs> like, it's... And frankly, I think Mandron's having a good season. I think, I don't know, it's obviously we are like the misery hunters and this gives us fuel for the podcast, but the past week, I've just, this is as bad as I've felt about our fan base in a long, oh, long time. Like, it's, it's, it's bordering on kind of like new levels of just heeds gone. Yeah. Like the, the aftermath of Saturday and Sunday, obviously there was some really shit stuff that happened outside of the shit takes on Twitter, but it's just been a fucking riot the last few days. Mm-hmm. And obviously like, like everyone's entitled to their opinion. We're not saying there's a right when a wrong way to watch football. Like, do what you want, but it's just it can't go from being so good one week to everything shite. Get these guys out, sack the manager because he called some idiot a cunt. Like, I don't know. It's just it's a it's a fucking slog. <laughs> like we just have an incredibly bipolar fan base at times. They're just like, and it's so annoying because see when we when we're in the good times, you almost feel like they don't deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, it's weird. I then start getting raging that these fans are now celebrating after being fucking assholes the whole. Season. But it does make the losses feel better because you're sat there like really upset, and you're like, "Would well, you know what fucking?" About eighty seven is also raging. So is Sam doing a piss right now? I think so. It looks like he's he's put himself on mute, but he looks like he's took himself to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm now thinking maybe we shouldn't have addressed it and just let him do it. But no, nah. I mean he's farted on the podcast, so I'm I'm really surprised. I'm not cutting in. No. Uh, anyway, if you want to move on to the next one, I guess Craig, Craig you can. Oh, take this is one. this is this is fantastic here. So this is St. Martin supporter marching on. Uh, Alan McIntosh, McIntosh. Uh, St Myrne have done well this year hopefully we learn next year instead of six strikers get three quality ones and then that man again Mark Jardin maybe instead of six Facebook posts next year you could focus on posting three quality ones <laughs> I don't like we I also, Mark, Mark just must have had enough yeah it's also maybe worth pointing out that we do play with a front three so if we get three strikers we're not going to fuck you need a backup of, yeah uh, Alan McIntosh is uh, he's been notorious on that page for years has been fucking stupid really I don't know why he's doing that to yourself going on the Facebook page yeah so on the on the way back on Saturday it was just like you could Mark was driving you could tell he was just fucking gutted that he I was reading him stuff like first hand and despite wasting half an hour on laughing at big yards calling somebody a meathead uh, the rest of it was just like constantly or just pissing ourselves at some of the stuff that was getting put in. It was incredible, man. Like that, that is, as Craig said, that's proper heads gone. I've not seen anything like that for a while. I don't think it was actually as bad as that when we lost out in the top 60 Aki's in the last day. And it's split like that Saturday was, was up there with one of the worst reactions I've seen for our fan base. And it's just like obviously it's a, it's a bad loss and it's. You don't want to be losing to the team. Oh, you're getting beat to Livingston's wrong. But it's just like, so out of proportion. I like mm. 
taking the season we as are, a whole. Like look at where we are. Sitting, Sorry, aye, exactly. Go. We're sitting fifth in the league. What two points mm-hmm. off an automatic European qualification spot, and this is the outcry. Mm-hmm. Hey. Next. Hey, next. <laughs> you want me to take this one? On you go. Please. Uh, Alan Abraham, what do they do at training? One of the worst I've seen. Janet Tile, a huge chance to go above Kelly, even though Kelly scored late on in the game. The win would have gave us a point above them and could have been massive. Dundee are picking up points and now three behind us. It's a massive game next and hope results go our way and Dundee get beat and Kelly. <laughs> Janet Tile, you need punctuation, mate. Uh, got yeah. b- James Crawford got bullied on the park, tried to play football, bouncing ball, no chance to many long balls. Levy always shut up shop, hand ball before they scored, shocking pen miss. Gordon Kennedy, chance gone. What's the chance for though? A chance gone for what? I I keep seeing people being like, oh, that's that's a shot at fourth gone. How come on, look at a whopping two points ahead of St Mirren just now. It's wild, wild how some of our fans have painted Kilmarnock as being this fucking like indestructible super team. Yet we're absolutely shite, but we only sit two points behind Kelly. How many points are left before the split? Is there not like twenty four points left to play for? So it's got to be on twenty six games. Yeah. So Aye. there's 26. thirteen games to go. All in all, is it? So. <sighs> So seven games left? Yeah. Fuck me. 21 points to play for and Kelly are two points ahead of his. And this is just before the split. <laughs> and certainly, like, the next... the next. Obviously, Kelly have got a fantastic record against the old firm. Like, I feel like... Us, did you see that kind of... Someone put a graphic yeah. of the sort of difficulty levels, which I think I put in the chat. Like, I do feel like us and Kelly are similar, where we almost do better against the kind of quote-unquote big teams, the better teams, like we've smashed Aberdeen and Hibs, they've taken points off both old firms, but you look at Levy and St Johnson, I wouldn't really back us to take points off any of them right now, so that difficulty thing maybe doesn't tell the full story, but on paper, we've got the better run, I guess, don't we? So, mm-hmm. And like you said, it's two points. If, we've got, if they're two points behind us, we've got these folk you know, wetting their knickers about yeah, I, I don't, Kelly I don't, are bearing down on us only two points in it. Like Yeah, but they're doing like I there's like I people are saying about Dundee are catching up to us because they're three points, but we've got no chance of catching the team above us that are closer to us. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no logic in that. So Oh, Janet Tile again. Uh we need a bleeding striker. And Damien laughed at the last the last striker we had was Stephen Thompson. Why does he have to be bleeding? What's what's she got against him? Why do fuck, why do people just like disregard all the other strikers that we've had that like might not? Have, like, shite. It's just see this thing where and nah, and I will say it's an older element of the fans. And I think we like younger people is a bit more an understanding of what football is now. Like strikers, really, for the most part, unless you're playing for the big teams. They're not there to score 15, 20 goals a season. And I know like that that's an alien concept to a lot of these people that you kind of try and have that debate with. But 
they're there to contribute for the whole of the team. We see it every, I mean, everybody loved Curtis Main. What, he had 11 goals in two years at Simon, and everyone thought he was a an absolute genius, but it was because of everything that he'd done for the team. And that, that's what strikers are there for. Everyone's there to kind of chip in, bring everyone else into play. And it's an alien concept to people that you can only exclusively have a striker that scores goals you're not like anybody else. That's wild. I just don't understand it, man. Like, technically, the last striker we actually had was Mikel Mandron because he was the last one on the pitch for us. But thanks, Damien. That was a good one. Stephen Thompson was good, but wasn't he? He was amazing, Tomo. I'll do this one. Uh, <clears throat> it was a John Hendry in reply to John McKenzie's post, probably about, uh, I think that looks like a picture of Robinson. Uh, John Hendry replies, he signed Mandron and Scott. He's bringing it in himself. I don't know what he's bringing in. Is he bringing the washing in? Is he bringing the drinks in? Is he brought the dinner in? Like I don't know what he's brought in, but I mean, we spoke about James Scott like briefly just at the start when we were talking about Livingston. People have his his careers done in some a lot of folks' eyes. Like, and I, I think it's now important to kind of press on and see these guys on these like, pages and on Twitter and all that. They're a minority of the support, like a massive minority of the support. Like, the majority are all behind Scott, all know that he's a good player. And I think you'll all probably see that he's actually brought something different to the team. It's no yeah, coincidence definitely. that we've won two big games against Hibs and the D with him in the starting eleven both times. Uh, so, aye, it's it's crazy. Crazy also, that he's just been wrote off. I know there was a few other teams in for Scott as well. If we, if there was the kind of rumours that we were going in for him and say he ended up at, say, Motherwell or Kelly for talking sake, these would be the exact people that are Oh, it's a lack of ambition letting him go to a, a rival. So it's just like the the anger comes first and then you kind of shape the argument into your anger. There's no basis in reality to any of it. It's just, I don't understand it at all. I'll, I'll never get it. I'll never, uh, I, I was talking to my, talking to my mum about it on Wednesday. Like just, uh, I, I said, I said when I was talking to like the whole kind of situation that like my mum's on these my mum doesn't have any interest in football but is on these Facebook pages because they're hilarious to read and, uh, that, that's uh, essentially why I th- well I know that, that's why I'm on it I don't know if that's why you're on it as well I'm, it's for I'm content it's content that isn't it yeah, exactly makes, makes our job easier but uh, I was talking to my mum about it Wednesday and she was like I just don't understand what you're all moan about like he's a he's a playing really well and I was like I know and my mum was like I remember like for years when Gus McPherson was the manager, someone was right, never used to do anything. But people were happy because the team were perceived as trying hard and were putting all their effort into it, but ultimately just weren't really good enough. We were always battling down the bottom. And I think there's an element of St. Mun's fan base that get a dunt out of St. Mun being like backs to the wall and up against it all the time, as opposed to actually being the team that's on the front foot like we are. Like we'd go out now and we play. I mean, it was my mate, Reese texted me a start the other day and said since, uh, I think it was since April 2022, so man, they've only lost eight games at home. Eight games at home under Robinson since since April in 2022. That's bonkers. That's never, ever happened in our lifetime, yeah. unless you're playing in the championship. And I just, I don't, I don't know what... I, I, 
I think I've, we've said it before. We've said it earlier. Getting beat off a, I think it was Andrew said. Getting beat off a Livingston isn't good. It's terrible. It's a, it's a bad result. You've lost a team that's not won in the league since October. But in the context, someone that's sitting fifth in the league, and, and we are fully in control of what we can do. Like it's everything's in our hands. We're in control of what we do, and <clears throat> I'll just never understand the. I, I'll never understand what the collective expectations of these people are. Uh, you made a, a point there that I was kind of thinking about earlier to, earlier today. Like, I thought I was watching the, um, what was it? It was the Open Goal podcast. Uh, Kenny Miller was on it from a few days ago. And he was listing, I think he was talking about like Hibs' chances of finishing top six. And I went, well, you know, teams like Kelly and Sutman are having brilliant seasons. And I was like, oh, fuck. So we are. Sometimes yeah. you just have to see the, the views of people on the outside looking in because you wouldn't know we're having a good season based on how our fans talk about our season. Like, obviously, we had a bad run of form, blah, blah, blah. But if you took the consensus based off of people on the Facebook group, you'd think we were 10 points adrift at the bottom and floundering. It's, nah, it's just mad. I don't get it. I don't get it, and I never will. I think if if you try and be the voice of reason and say stuff like that, like look, we are having a really good season. When you kind of step back and take a look, you're just going to get accused of being a happy clapper at times. Aye. Like, or you know, you just either. fucking enjoy football because it's something you love watching and it's something you get pleasure from, rather than something Aye. you sit in a Saturday night fizzing and. The garage that your wife's chucked out into on Facebook. Nah, nah, it's nuts, man. I get it. I get it in work as well. Somebody said to me Monday morning that was a really bad result for you. As I had you on my coupon, I was expecting you to win. Like, who would have had something on their coupon two or three years ago? Any uh, weekend. Do you know? Uh, um, I was at a, a trade testing to get today, and I was speaking to the guy who manages the the Rose Riley. He's an Air United fan, and he actually showed me that. It, he woke up one morning after like the start of our good run, like couldn't remember the night before, but he placed a five pound bet on us to win the league. <laughs> five hundred to one. Like, Jesus, that must have been some night. Surprised oh, only five hundred to one. I know. They don't. Uh, bookies stop giving massive odds on. Aye, after Leicester. Leicester. Aye, because Leicester bar two thousand five hundred. Five thousand. Oh, five thousand to one. Yeah. Of us, aye. So, Do you mind all the stories that used to come out in the, the run-up to the win of the league of folk that were getting crazy cash-out offers? Mm-hmm. Aye. I think it was a guy who, it was like, and then that, that's the thing, like, with the whole Leicester thing, like, there was just, like, fans, like, us who just go and, like, maybe they'll put, like, not expecting it to happen, they'll put, like, offer a laugh, 20 quid on them winning <laughs> the league and, like, <laughs> they come in that year. The only time I've ever put money on somebody to win a league, I think I've said it on this before, I put, eh, uh, I put money on Submarine to win the league the year Alex Ray's first full season in charge, money which well obviously turned out really well because we finished seventh. And uh, the year after, when Jack Ross was like gearing up to obviously we romped the league in the end, but I put 25 quid on Falkirk to win the league that year, <laughs> who finished just outside a playoff spot. Well, basically, so, the, um, the opposite of you do at the start of the season and bet on Submarine to get relegated yeah. every year. Aye. Right, what's next up? By the way, we've got so many of these to go through. I think that we might end up having to like stop it and then continue it on in the 
the Patreon, which is a move the terrace does all the time. And it, used time. To, it used to annoy the hell out of me, but now that I'm in yep. this kind of seat, I'm like, ah, oh, well, fuck he's Weird bastards. <laughs> um, so this is a, a, a reply um, on the Marching On group from Gordon Griffiths saying, I would like LJ get a wee shot of the right wing back position. He's two footed and can put in a decent cross. So isn't this maybe take this back 18 months? This is Jay Henderson all over again. Yes, yes. I, I, I also disagree with that whole two footed part because Lewis Jameson's the most fucking one footed yeah. player I've ever seen in my life. He doesn't do anything on his right foot. He makes a point of shifting everything on his left foot because he doesn't want to use his right foot. And that's not me slagging him as a player, right? No, it's a, it's a very effective but thing he's got going just, on, but uh, he's not like, he's not too footed. Could you imagine the fucking reactions if someone played Lewis Jameson at right wing back? Wild, man. Totally wild. I, I, don't, I don't know if I could imagine them, but I'd, I'd guess the Facebook groups would be brilliant the night after. Oh, it's the fact that like this guy's like put Right wing back, two footing, putting a decent cross right. See, even if it was, that's brilliant, right? What about all the other stuff that you need to be a wing back? Like, no, yeah, the, the back, the back, the back <laughs> bit, the, the, the whole defending part that you need to do to also play wing back in the submarine team, you need to be up and down the park for 90 minutes. Like, yeah, and, and again, no shade on Lewis Jameson, but I, I'm not, I wouldn't have him he's a forward, back runners because it's not his job, yeah, nor should it be. Aye, crazy man. Gordon's had a few toppers uh, the other years. I think he might have been a Patreon at one point, so we should be careful. Uh, I don't, don't know if he still is. <laughs> no, I don't think he was. No? Okay. Nah. I'll, uh, I'll do this one. This one made me push myself. Uh, <laughs> John Busby, as I've said to all my mates, and people may laugh, we've not had a 15-20 to 20 goal a season goal scorer since Big Yards. We nearly had one in Curtis Main and let him go. Just for context, I said it earlier, uh, Curtis Main scored 11 goals for St Mirren across two seasons. That is a bad I mean, bad he's, take. He's, he's potentially true with it. We've not had a 15 to 20 a season goal scorer. We've not had many, certainly, but... I think we've had Stephen Thompson. We've had yeah. a guy that's done it back-to-back seasons. Yeah. Tomo. T- teams are really... in the- Teams around our level, who 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 is getting twenty goals a season? Did, did John Sutton score twenty, or did I make that? Up? He was a definitely John, in the, John Sutton, maybe closer to the fifteen area. Yeah, but but and this is the issue. It's guys like no slight Curtis Main. Curtis Main was brilliant for St Mirren last season, especially. But guys like Curtis Main, Stuart Keen, Alex Grieve, guys who just run about and try hard get remembered and so fondly in the Smirren support. This person is saying that Curtis Moon would uh, would have changed things. He's currently not doing that at Dundee, so if he, if that was him, it's Dundee someone, fans he would, absolutely he would, he would be the one that would be getting thrown under the bus right now rather than Mandron, so you know, can he win? Like Again, no shade on Main. I'm sure there's, there's reasons why he's not doing and it at Dundee. Actually, right. now, that, now that this point's just kind of, it's came back to me, everyone bums up about how Stevie Thompson was such a great striker for us. And people are on about Mandron missing a penalty and how a striker shouldn't miss a penalty. Didn't Stevie <laughs> Thompson miss like two or three pens in a row? Stephen Thompson's... I remember that one against Rangers, I remember. Yeah, that one against Rangers. as well. Dunfermline mm. in his first game. But that, mm. that one against... Uh, I had I had put the one that he see the one against Infirmary, that was like he never hit one until like we played Berwick Rangers the week before we played Rangers the first game of that season 
And I remember when he scored the penalty against Berwick Rangers, I was like, he can't hit a penalty. I was like, he can do everything else that you need a striker to do, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, his penalty taking technique was horrendous. And I was like, fuck knows how he scored that. And then, <laughs> lo and behold, a week later, he's put one up in the second tier of the like, Broomland. Like, ah, wild, man. Wild again. Like, see, and see this this whole thing about like people going about, oh, but, but should I got Kevin Van Vienen? I, I wanted Kevin, but it's even like we yeah. were interested in him. I think we all wanted him. We all got a wee bit I think, yeah, I think we, we all got carried away. Never thought, then, never I, I thought twice too. about it before the afternoon. Then I absolutely lost a run of myself with the possibility. But then so, yeah. people, people were like, "Oh, see if you get Kevin Van Vienen, that that's that guaranteed top six. Well, Motherwell had him last year and scored more goals than us, but still finished below us in the league. Mm. So mm-hmm. does it, it, like, I don't Aberdeen, think he scored for a command yet, has he? No. no. Nah. Only so a few sub appearances he's yet came to start. I think he's not the, fit yet. I came pretty yeah. close in the cup game. Was it Bonnyrigg? Came in, came in to have played, but he's a, good. He's got, got a couple a, of assists, I think. But Aberdeen have got a fifteen to twenty goal a season striker, and they're sitting eighth. Like uh, uh, Motherwell yeah. at the moment, there, ten goals. Most most of our goals come from sort of midfield area, but that is just because the way we're creating. As long as people are scoring, like I think we. We're like we've scored what twenty eight goals this 29. season. Twenty nine. We've 29. scored twenty nine. Don't get me wrong, right? Motherwell outside the top, outside the from Motherwell are the top scorers in the league, which is bizarre. I only found that out earlier. But like even that the ones weird. outside I that, realize that, even even your other teams that are scoring goals are teams that you're expecting to score more goals in Spain because of the money that they're spending. Out that and that's outside Motherwell. Just that's a big caveat there. Motherwell having a really good season in front of goal, but they can't defend, so they don't win games. Aberdeen mm-hmm. are scoring goals but don't win games because their defence isn't good. Hibs score goals, don't win games. Defence isn't great. The Hearts are good going forward, good defensively. They're a kind of outlier in that. But yeah. I think we've struck a really good happy medium. Like, listen, I'd love if St Mirren scored more goals. See if St Mirren could add maybe, I don't know, St Mirren finished the season scoring between 40 and 50 goals. That's a good season for St Mirren, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's outside the points mm-hmm. you get. But, but uh, there's just a, a bit of an unrealistic expectation on on these guys, on, on strikers, especially at St. Mirren. So what is the next up? <laughs> so Alan McIntosh back again. We've spent so much money on strikers, not won any good. And then Alan Murdoch replied, if we had a goal scoring striker, we'd have been he would have been sold in January. Um, and then Brian McCauley, we destroy strikers' careers similar to Chelsea. That's quite good that we've been compared to Chelsea. Okay, we haven't up. spent a, a single penny in transfer fees think, on strikers, have we? I think he's trying Chelsea's to say Connor McMenamin, McMenamin yeah. which is like the Seville yeah. calculator. It gets higher every time someone mentions it. Uh, what is it we spent on McMenamin? Is it 2.5 million? million. <laughs> oh, fuck, it's been up since I last seen it. I feel so, I, I feel so bad for McMenamin, like that price tag, he had nothing to do with. And it's just, he's going to be battered with it his whole career. And the thing like is, that. it's not even like we've put all that much money. It's all like ifs and buts. Like, we've, I think, is it not like 85 grand we've paid for him and then it can go up depending on goal scores and appearances? Well, and that's the thing. We never, we never know the full ins and outs of these figures you're given figures, nor should we. Like, Sam, you always make the same the, the point. We, we have no right to know. These kind right. of things, then uh, it's just it's not anything we should really care about. See the, we see the thing, spend, we don't spend 
much on transfer fees. Did we not spend something daft like fifty grand on Eddie Malone and Stephen O'Donnell combined fifteen years ago? <laughs> see, even see as well. See things like Mark made this point when we were driving back up the road on Saturday. See free transfers. They don't come in for nothing, by the way. Like you do need to pay all these guys like agent fees and you need to pay them signing on fees. And like we've probably signed free transfers that might come near what the fee we've paid for McMenamin is. Imagine that's, the, that's Imagine like, how much worse it would be if they get paid during the summer. Oh <laughs> hi, listen, the minute player, the minute and listen, I don't, does McMenamin know we don't get paid during the summer as well? Because he's signed a three year contract. Yeah, they used to that though, he used to play for a tiny team. So Aye. We've not got a lot. We've not had that for a while. That was good. I loved that part of the summer. <laughs> it kept me going for about a week. Uh, I say we pick one to end on and take the rest into the Patreon. Yeah, I think this is keep him for the Patreon because I'm going to go off my fucking nut. I'm hanging <laughs> the Patreon. Well, there's a good teaser for you. So patreon.com forward slash misery hunters three pounds a month. So you can just pay three pounds for this month just to hear who Sam is talking about. Entered in the prize draw as well. Yes, this month's prize draw. Uh, I don't even know what the prize is. It'll probably be a t-shirt off the website. T-shirt of your choice, though. Actually, we'll give away the Jonah one. Good shout. The Jonah t-shirt, because that is a class t-shirt. Good way um, Yes. Um, Misryhunters.co.uk. You can catch Andrew's um, Back 5 blog. Um, BBC stuff. It's all on our link, um, link tree. You can see our other blog that we do on the BBC and yeah fuck Alex Ray and fuck St Mon fans I just yeah. fuck any yeah. any wee guys that cut about balaclavas stealing merchandise off pensioners and Aye. fuck the people who then defend them by saying that's not what they do despite this fact they steal drums off of seven year olds fuck Ray Mysterio Fuck some man fans. Every last one, including us. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.